Iowa everywhere. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, Locks of the Week here on Iowa Everywhere? It's Chris Williams. I'll be joined shortly by... Mike Palm. I've been watching Mike Palm on VEASAN all day here in my office. That's kind of cool. He's going to come on and tell me if he likes, loves, hates, whatever he thinks about these picks. We went 2-2 two and two last week, which I actually don't hate. I hate these early weeks. Like it, It's really, really hard. You see a team like Colorado. You see a team like Baylor. You know, these super surprising teams out there. I really tread lightly in these early weeks, and I hope you guys do too. I only have two official plays for you today, but I do have a bunch of games that I like, and I'll get to all those coming up here, and then Mike Palm will join me for the actual pick segment. So let's start things off. Again, 2-2 two and two last week, so a decent start to the year. We're 500. And I'm going to give you my favorite play of the week right off the bat. And it's Florida Atlantic at three and a half over Ohio. Well, Williams, what do you know about Florida Atlantic, you might ask? What do you know about Ohio? Well, I'm a big Tom Herman guy. I've been a big Tom Herman guy for 10 to 15 years now. And pay attention. And it's my belief that in five weeks, you're not going to be able to get Florida Atlantic lines the way that they look right now. Because a lot of this stuff goes off of last year, correct? Now, Florida Atlantic put up 42 points in the first three quarters against a bad opponent last week. I think it was Monmouth. Ohio's had a couple of games. They were one of those week zero teams. Issues at quarterback, issues at running back for an offense that really isn't very good to begin with. They're a good MAC team, no doubt about it, but three and a half in Florida. I love Florida Atlantic here. Even if Ohio's quarterback could uh, still sum back in there, Curtis Curtis Rourke is his name. Even if he could somehow sneak back into this thing, I mean, what does that make it? One and a half? Like, I still think that I would pick Florida Atlantic to win this football game. Again, I don't think that the book's going to catch up to this Florida Atlantic squad at some point. Think Lane Kiffin, Florida Atlantic. That's what Tom Herman's going to have down there. I got it at three and a half. It's moved around quite a bit. Check out our friends at Circus Sports. Get on Florida Atlantic over Ohio. Three and a half. That, my friends, is a lock. The second game that I'm playing for you guys is I'm going to take Texas Tech at six and a half against Oregon, and here's why. Not going to overreact to Texas Tech's road loss at Wyoming last week. We spent a lot of time on two guys named Chris talking about this game. They should have never been playing there. And frankly, maybe they were looking ahead to this showdown against Oregon and Lubbock, perhaps. Meanwhile, Oregon basically had a glorified scrimmage against 
Portland State. Listen to this crazy statistic. 729 to 200 was the yard advantage for Oregon over Portland State. Woo-wee! I love playing this spot. Tech has been told how much it sucks all week. Oregon's line is inflated due to a blowout versus an FCS team. I am betting on that Tech offense to get back on track. They'll keep this one really close. Go against the grain here. When your mind is telling you to go one way, you should probably go the other. Texas Tech, we're taking the six and a half points. We're locking up the Red Raiders versus Oregon. Again, those are my two official plays for you guys. I had a few other games that I did want to kind of hash out here. I, I, I was so close to pulling the trigger on this one, but if Arizona State didn't have a freshman starting quarterback, I would play them in my locks against Oklahoma State. I am in an all-out fade of Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State. I have been since early last season. I think Gundy is, you know, it's a lot like what's going on at Clemson right now. Guys who don't want to evolve, they don't want the game to change. I love Mike Gundy. People know this. If you've listened to me for all these years, I love the man. He's lost it. They've lost it. They're playing three quarterbacks right now, a three-quarterback rotation. Where do, what's another theme of this show? Where do Big Ten and Big 12 teams go to die? That's West. You don't head West to a night game in Tempe. Bad decision there by the schedulers. This is a future Big 12 game. I really like Oklahoma, Arizona State here, that is, to beat. I think they'll beat Arizona, Oklahoma State outright. Uh, another Big 12 game that's really intriguing to me, so a team that I was down on heading into the year, Oklahoma, they win 73 to nothing against Arkansas State last week. Everybody's hooting and hollering in Norman. SMU is good. They're traditionally one of the best programs in the American, and they're getting 16 points in Norman. That's really intriguing to me. And you just ask why, right? Like the one thing with, you know, what if Dylan Gabriel was meant that much to Oklahoma last year? I wouldn't bet on it, but it, that that's really intriguing to me looking at SMU getting 16 points. I would probably play Texas too. Not a lock. There's God knows I'm not going to do a lock on that one. But and that that's Hassel's game on the on the Learfield channel. More of a play for me that I just don't think Bama's as dominant as they have been. I think they've really kind of let up a little bit more so than that of Texas. But I, I do think Texas, man, if they can win this game, that's a pretty big deal to that Texas team. Those are the ones I'm looking at. Um, I got some little plays. That, you can follow me on the Action Network app if you go and search for me, and you can follow along with, with everything that I'm doing here as far as this stuff goes. And with that, let's bring in Mike Palm. All right, here he is, Mike Palm, Circa Sports. He comes on here each and every week, and he tells me if he thinks my picks are good, bad, indifferent. First of all, Mike, before we do that, I only have two today, so I wanted to get your pick on the the big Cyhawk game. Circa has it. The last I saw, it was either three and a half or still up at four, 36 and a half with the number. Do you have Do you have an opinion on this game, Mike? A former, uh, or not a former Iowan. Once you're always, once you're an Iowan, you're always an Iowan. What do you think about the Cyhawk game, buddy? Well, let's go back to your last week where 
I think you went two and two. I did. Um, yeah. With, with with Miami of Florida, a very easy winner, and so was USC. I cautioned you about that one, but they rolled. Um, we were both dead wrong on Colorado State. They looked horrible. Yeah. Um, but Iowa, I mean, if I did, if I had matched you halfway through the first quarter when they were up fourteen oh. and us, you just send it in, right? You're um, cruising. Yeah. I lose with Colorado State. I win with the Iowa under. So I went one and one last week. I thought both Iowa and Iowa State were wildly disappointing, both of them, uh, in week one. Um, Utah State had no business getting in the end zone. I'm not sure what that defense was in the last two minutes by Iowa. But the fact that they could go up and down the field a couple times and then really stagnate. I mean, really only scored three points and were gifted, in my opinion, seven on a drive where, you know, there was a catch that wasn't a catch that the ball was snapped late anyhow. And then they let him in on that drive. Um, I, I, I wasn't overly impressed with Iowa. Uh, and at the same time, Iowa State was outgained by Northern Iowa. So um, I don't know how you take four in this game. I could only lay it with Iowa, but I'm, I'm in a stay away spot here until I see some improvement uh, out of the Iowa offense consistently for four quarters. Um, I think we opened this total 35 and a half. It, it ticked did. up a little bit. It ticked up a little bit. Uh, I, I don't like to bet under because there's strange things happen in the series with block punts and returns. And there seems to be unconventional touchdowns and that it's a low score to go under. So I, I, I won't touch the game, but, uh, I mean, you know, when, uh, Dabo Sweeney's talking about a Brian Ferentz being compared to a Brian Ferentz office. I mean, it's a, it's a national punchline. <laughs> I, um, I saw, uh, so actually here's, what's interesting about that Iowa state game. And it goes back to a conversation you and me had when I was in Vegas a few weeks ago is on on that clock thing. Did you see the number of plays that were run in that game by Iowa state? That's how they have to play. I mean, they win the game. They're going to, they're, they're going to be in the eight minute offense that they call in the pros offense for 60 minutes every week. It's going to be excruciating. (laughs) It's going to be absolutely excruciating, and you, you're right with that defense that they have. That's how Campbell's going to try and win on a on a nightly basis in Ames. Okay, no play for Mike on the Seahawk game. Let's uh, let's go to my two picks for for this week, and I, real quick, just to get your analysis and your um, your advice for our, our listeners out there who are betting on the Circus Sports Iowa app, like. I, I have a really – it's so different than the NFL, right? And now when you factor in the transfer portal, when you factor in all these – the turnover of these rosters, when I'm watching teams go eight, nine spots in power ratings points-wise from week to week, it's really difficult. And I just – I'm trying to tell our listeners, be a little bit responsible here because I don't know what a lot of these teams are still. And it's very difficult when you're – in the spots like we are where you're trying to make some picks for entertainment purposes. And it's like, man, like this week I thought was really hard, Mike. Well, I mean, you talk about a look ahead being Nebraska two and a half or three at Colorado. And we opened to Colorado five. I mean, that's a, I don't think we adjusted Nebraska. Much. I mean, they should have won in Minnesota. If the kid doesn't fumble the ball with four minutes left, they're a winner. Yeah. They were at like a 84% win probability at that point in that game. So that's a bad beat. Um, so they showed some signs of progress under rule, but so you're moving up Colorado's power rating eight points. Um, it's a lot, but the transfer portal has created uncertainty both for betters and for bookmakers. I talked about 
if you were normally betting X in weeks one through three or four, and this year you might bet one third of X just because of the, the uncertainty. Now, if you think you, you've got an advantage somewhere uh, and, and you want to take a shot, I get it. But I mean, I'm, I'm really backing off college um, this week. Uh, and I like one of your plays, the other, I really don't have an opinion on, but these are some, these are some pretty tough spots. Um, and we'll, we'll get into it as you go into your place. Yeah. Okay. I'll give them to you. The, so where I thought I maybe have an advantage here is with Florida Atlantic. So I'm a Tom Herman guy dating back to his time at <laughs> Iowa state. Uh, I got to know him really well. And he's just a, a guy who I've followed him everywhere he goes. This feels more like uh, – I think Florida Atlantic will look more like Lane Kiffin, Florida Atlantic, in week eight than it does right now. I, I don't think we've fully adjusted to where they're going. They, they had 42 points in three quarters against Monmouth. Now, it's Monmouth. I get it. Uh, but they really called off the dogs there in the fourth quarter. And we've seen this Ohio team twice now. They've got a dinged-up quarterback. they got a dinged-up running back. Their offense is terrible. Um, even if that quarterback can play what's it three and a half right now, I think this thing could potentially maybe what get the one and a half. Like I still think Florida Atlantic will win the game. So I'm, I'm on Florida Atlantic three and a half. And I I do think Mike, this one of my deals after seeing them and I've read a lot about them. I think week five, week six, we're going to have a whole different appreciation for what this team is. What do you think about that play? Well, I think it's an anti Ohio play and I agree with it. I, (laughs) I don't think Ohio is very good. I mean, we heard about this offense and this quarterback, and I understand he got knocked out in San Diego State, but I've watched all 60 minutes of both San Diego State games, and I think they're a bottom-tier Mountain West team. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that was a sloppy, ugly game. I think as an anti I don't know enough about Florida Atlantic. Obviously, you follow Herman. Um, you know, they had a public workout uh, against that, whatever that NAI or yeah, yeah, Mon- I mean, uh, yeah, y- you know, so I, I don't disagree with this play. I would stay to Ohio at this point as well. Yeah, and and then on top of that, then I, it's also notable because Iowa State goes to Ohio next week, so there's there's some local interest with that game as well. The other one is is more of a situational play. Listen. Uh, Texas Tech had no business going to Wyoming for for its opener. What what a terrible we we all should have become rich betting against Texas Tech last week. I think that went off at fourteen. Um, I am not going to overreact to it. You have to acknowledge it. I'm not going to overreact to it because I still think they have players. Right? They they their defense actually played pretty well in that game. It was their offense and this shock the quarterback that were a disappointment. They get out to a seventeen nothing lead. They completely fall asleep. Meanwhile. Oregon outgains Portland State seven twenty nine to two hundred in that game last week. I just like the one team's been told it sucks by its fans all week. The other one's gloating. Then that one's got to go all the way to Lubbock, Texas, for a game. I'm going to take the six and a half points with Texas Tech. What do you think? Yeah, I get the spot. I wouldn't play it. I don't know anything about Oregon because they played a high school team last week. So I, I, I have I, all I know is the Pac-12 is undefeated. That's irrelevant to Oregon because they haven't played a, a Pac-12 schedule. But I'm concerned because I think McGuire's a really good coach, mm-hmm. and for that team to blow a 17-point lead is concerning to me about the level of talent on the team. I don't know how that happens. Now I, I know War Memorial Stadium is the highest elevation in, in the U.S. for a, a college stadium, but that I think that affects teams the next week more so than it does 
affect them the week that they're there. Now, it'll be interesting, the kid for, for Colorado, can he play that many snaps at elevation in Boulder against Nebraska this week, the two-way player, um, that he could, you know, at, at, at sea level and in, 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 the, in the Metroplex against, against TCU. I, I don't hate your play. I just pass on it. I know you think this is a bounce-back spot for Texas Tech. I think they might have just been overrated. So okay. I'll pass. I know it's tempting six and a half, and Lubbock's a very tough place to play. And, and, and typically Pac-12 teams traveling halfway or more across the country have not fared well. The, the last one, I just, just wanted to pick your brain on it because you mentioned San Diego State, and I was fading them too. I'm pretty mm-hmm. tempted on UCLA this week with Chip Kelly. He's all he's all amped up. I thought it, I think I I saw it at fourteen at one book potentially. Do you yeah. do you have a feeling on that one? Because we have the same opinion on San Diego State. I think. Well, I think he found his quarterback there in, in the fourth quarter um, against Coastal Carolina, who, by the way, is a very well coached team. Yeah, they're good. They played a good game against UCLA. Yeah. Uh, so I think the level of competition for UCLA better in that in that one game than San Diego State has faced in either game. I think this comes down to the number. I wouldn't lay 14 and a half. Uh, I'd look at it at 14 and under 14 would be a play. But, um, yeah, I think they're a bottom. I'm not saying they're a bottom four, but I think they're a bottom half Mountain West team from what I've seen so far of the conference. Mike, appreciate it. I had fun watching you on Visa and doing your NFL stuff today. It was uh, good to have you back in there, and we, we appreciate all you guys do for us there at Circa. All right, buddy? Thanks, and enjoy the Iowa State game this weekend. We will, it's going to be a disaster. Have you heard what's happening? <laughs> no. Trump no. and DeSantis are both going to be there. So on what? top, yeah. So on top of the game huh. and the craziness that always happens with this game, we're going to have like Secret Service. We're going to have just total standstills of traffic. Be glad you're going to be watching it from Circa. Boy, that's I, if I was I, if I was in Ames, I wouldn't go to the game. I oh. mean, that, that's that's. That's ridiculous. It's going to be horrible. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Take care. Mike Palm from Circa Sports. Always appreciate his insight on all things sports betting. He's a great resource for us here at Iowa Everywhere. I hope you guys enjoy it. I, I love doing the lock segment for you, and obviously we don't take it too seriously, right? You got you to gotta say that now, I guess. I guess. We just have fun with this. Two and two last week. We're going two and zero oh this week, baby. We're gonna say, "What are the guns up?" Is that what Texas Tech's thing is? Enroll owls. Florida Atlantic over Ohio. Texas Tech six and a half. Oregon. Blocks of the week presented by our friends at Circa Sports Iowa, Circa Resort and Casino out there in beautiful Las Vegas. I can't wait to plan my next trip. Have a great weekend.